Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you don't know, you won't know, but we about to tell you, so it's okay. My name is Dangerous Duke. And I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And we are the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. And this is the first time I can honestly say I have no idea what we're going to talk about. All right, so this this is uh, our first shoot pod. I'm I'm literally like we didn't write anything down. Um, I just got one thing to talk about, and I feel like we could probably go a couple places with it. So I'm just gonna put it out there. Okay. Um. So in a recent article, uh, not even an article. I think it was an interview. Um. But again, I didn't write anything down, so it could be an interview. It could be, you know, a podcast or whatever the fuck it is. I think it was Joe Rogan. Honestly. Okay. Um, so Taker was on Joe Rogan and he said that he still keeps up with the product but it's like tough to watch. Oh yeah. The Absolutely. Whole, um so so you did hear uh, about that I seen, yeah. He said he said it's soft. Yeah. It's too it soft. Is. And he was like he's probably gonna get in trouble for it, but he felt like it needed to be said. I mean, if anyone has the right to say it it's Taker. That dude gave 30 years of his life to literally the WWF, the WWE. And if anyone is able to say something about the product, it's him because he's been in every different type of product that that company's produced the last 30 years. Um, there's not many, what's the word? Um, there's not many guys now that are to the standard of what he came from. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not many tough guys like that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it carries a lot of merit. Um, a lot of dudes now, when they talk about the business, you could it seems kind of bitter. But like the older I, guys, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I always feel like it's bitterness if it's coming from Val Venus. Yeah. Generally, his word doesn't carry a lot of merit, but um, he's one of those guys. Brett's definitely one of those guys for me like I kind of discredit anything he says because it just well, all kind of sounds well like I get what you're saying because there's there's certain guys from you know back then that when they say stuff they sound bitter yeah. like for me that person no matter what anyone says is Hogan like I I cannot take anything Hulk Hogan says seriously well yeah, yeah. these days yeah I, I don't take anything he says seriously but as far as like you know, Taker. If Taker was to say something and say the product is soft, which it is, it is. He has the right to say that. I mean, and a lot of people are gonna listen to him. Yeah. So we can dub this the Undertaker talk, because I think we both agree with Taker, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. WWE has definitely watered down their product as the years have gone on. Not like not even from when Taker first started. Let's just take. I don't know. Uh, let's just take the year two thousand for example. We'll, we'll start with the we'll start with two thousand. From two thousand to two thousand four, it was you know a solid run, mm-hmm. and then it got soft, and then it's been soft ever since. You, you've had your occasional like moments where you know stuff is edgy, stuff is you know mm-hmm. worth watching. Like, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's been getting softer and softer as the years have gone on. And I think he, I think he said that too. I think he like he he didn't point out anybody specific, but he said there's a couple guys that, to him that still carry um, some sort of edge, but most of the product today is soft. Do you think he means soft in ring, or does he 
do you think he means soft character? Do you, I think what do, what do you think? I think he means a little bit of both, just because you know back then guys, you know, it, like he said in many of his podcasts and uh, uh, video packages, if somebody stiffed you in the ring, you stiff them back. Now, mm-hmm. if you stiff somebody back in the ring, you're in trouble for it. Back then, That's true. they did that with, without a problem, and mm-hmm. they knew it was coming. Now you can't do that. Character-wise, I mean, yeah, there's God. The characters now are just so stupid. How many? How many changes has Shorty G gone through? Yeah, you, that you had was just Shorty like G. Total Shorty G for one. Um, but you know what? It's different because you compare Shorty G nowadays to. Um, X-Pac in the 90s or in the 80s I wouldn't even compare him like, to X-Pac okay no but I mean like in the regard of switching having, characters having a shitty character that still somewhat worked for you like 123 Kid is a terrible gimmick no, it actually, I don't fuck with no it was I think that that was a shitty shitty uh, gimmick from Jump Street the only thing that made that gimmick you know a saving grace is when he beat uh, Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. that that is the only saving grace of that gimmick. But I could see in the '90s the Shorty G gimmick maybe working then, I... because if you can get one, two, three kid over, you can get Shorty G over. Well, but you wouldn't attack it with the same like basic short guy dynamic. Though. I was gonna say, you mean like what they did with. Um... What the hell was this guy's name? Uh, Sweet Sweet Jay or whatever the hell his name was. Um, F- Jesse and Festus. Yes. When Festus left, and then they turned Jesse into you know wearing a do rag, trying to rap. Mm-hmm. That character. That, that I think that's like Shorty G. Mm. It's it's probably to the same degree of success. Do you think? Do you think he could have meant writing? I, I, oh, I, mean, I feel I feel like a degree I, of it was in ring, but some of it could be writing as well. Yeah, I think it's it could be writing because literally from the two thousands on, like I said earlier, it got worse and worse and worse because that's when they started jumping more into a reality based product. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you had the network, which was cool, but you started, you know, bringing in TV stars to be your GMs. Like, why did Snooki need to be in the WWE at all? Well, yeah, but they, they always have a celebrity aspect. Every week? No. Okay, not every And week. you have celebrities? Okay, cool. Like, I'd rather see the guy who played Wolverine in a WWE ring yeah, yeah. as opposed to Snooki. Yeah. I'd rather see Snoop Dogg in the ring as opposed to any other Jersey Shore character that's been on any type of wrestling product. I don't know. I don't know. I think... Uh, Let me guess. I think you. I would see less of... Snoop Dogg and like uh, uh, more of what's the guy's name um, what from from Jersey Shore yeah situation yes you want to see the situation I would see the situation first before it. I feel like he has a better top rope splash I don't know I, I think Paulie would be the better wrestler out of the group think Paulie would be the I think Paulie would be the better wrestler out of the group <laughs> how did we how did we get from Undertaker <laughs> to Jersey Shore this is what this is well, what this happens. Is, this is the shoe. This is this is where it goes to. No, but um, I I I feel you. They've had stronger celebrities like they used to have basketball players. They used mm-hmm. to have Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, um, people that kind of fit the mold. Yeah, and I the guess writing. I guess from when 
writing went on, you had celebrities that did not need to be anywhere near the product. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think the writing saves the edginess? Like, do you think the writing could revive the kind of... Uh, it could if you had actual wrestlers doing your writing. Not wrestlers now, but like former yeah. superstars. Yeah. Like how Impact went and had... Uh, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Scott Diamore. Scott Diamore wasn't a wrestler, mm. but he was somebody around the business. Yeah. He's not a Hollywood background type of person. Yeah. WWE is going and getting Hollywood writers to write for them. Mm-hmm. Like Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer for WWE for like three years. Why did he need to be a writer? Like, yeah, yeah he it was, doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, yeah, he was a fan, but he was a fan and he was rich. Okay, let's make him a writer. You're going to turn every damn week into Scooby-Doo. Well, okay, so here's something for you, because I think this has a flip side to it. Mm-hmm. So you, you consider um, changing the writing to bring back the edginess, right? What does that do for wrestlers that are more finesse in the ring? Is there then a place for them? Because Yeah, I right believe now, so. Because right now the product is failing people like uh, Alistair. Ricochet, People like Ricochet. Um, I I honestly think edginess would would revive them. I think edginess would be just what they need because Ricochet on the indies, that dude was literally cutting edge. Nobody was doing the stuff he was doing. Alistair, I think can he can have that edgy aspect and go back to the Alistair that we knew in NXT. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you about Alistair, but. I feel like Ricochet might get lost in the shuffle because making it more edgy is great, um, maybe in promos, right? Mm-hmm. But Ricochet doesn't really wrestle um, like a strong style. No, no, yeah, he's he's more he's more you know your your high flyer type. Right. So does that go over in an edgier writing era? Like Ray had to wait how long for his shot right mm-hmm. if the writing was all edgy yeah and the wrestling had to match I feel like Ricochet would f- kind of fall uh, under the card then I even though so so it would still not be as beneficial for somebody that probably deserves to be a world champion alright I, I can see what you're saying I, I can see what you're saying so do you think WWE should push more to an edgy. Do, do what do you think this? What do you think Taker's statement does for creative? I think creative needs to, you know, get their shit together. And if someone like Taker, who has been in the business for so long, re- well respected by everybody, not a single person has a bad thing to say about Taker. Mm-hmm. If they hear it from literally the horse's mouth that mm-hmm. the product is soft. I mean, they're not going to take his word and jump on it right away. Right. But they're going to sit back and think about it like, okay, wow, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, mm-hmm. is not a fan of the current product. So how do we get back to what we, you know, what we know? Or how do we go into something different? And that's when you need to not have so many Hollywood writers. Like, It's okay to have Hollywood writers because, mm-hmm. you know, it's social media, new age, all that stuff. But try to get the best of both worlds, I think. Try to get the Hollywood writers and the writers for, you know, that are wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
and see how you guys can come together and create quality storylines in this new era of wrestling. Like if you had, um, like if Paulie was still writing, mm. I liked when Paulie was writing. I think Paul was a good writer. I think the Hurricane was a good writer. Um, Jimmy Jacobs was okay, but he wasn't the greatest. Um, but guys like that, you you still have the edginess with them. Like Jimmy Jacobs was a part of an era that wasn't that edgy, mm-hmm. but he still had his edgy characteristics. Like he was a writer when Punk was uh, doing the pipe bomb. Right. And that, that's probably the most edgy thing the WWE has had in the last 10 years. Okay, so who do you think goes over? Like, in Taker's, in Taker's picture-perfect uh, writing of WWE, mm-hmm. give me three guys you move off of that bring back um, what Taker idolizes as uh, watchable wrestling. Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens is, would be big in that. Um, hmm. I think Cesaro would shine a little bit. And I'm going to go with... I'll go with Bobby. Lashley? Just because it's like, kind of like the same style, like they're they're the same but they're not the same. When when Taker was in his prime, Taker wasn't obviously, you know, all muscled up like Lashley, but yeah. Taker had some weight to him. Lashley and him can you know move pretty quick in their primes. Lashley can do you know the jumping over the rope stuff. He doesn't mm. he doesn't all the time, but he can. Yeah, Taker can and did it most of the time. So I think he would shine in that. Cesaro. I think Cesaro would just because if Cesaro was able to actually, you know, be that edgy guy and actually be rough and tough and do what he did on the indies, mm-hmm. it would help him. And Kevin Owens, that's just the one guy who, if anything that Taker says, the product needs to be more edgy. He is the most edgy character they have right now. Well, I think, I think somebody like Kevin definitely goes over. Mm-hmm. I think he starts being more appreciated. Yeah. Um, I think Cesaro still has a road. Well, no, yeah. For Cesaro, it still won't be easy. But for Cesaro, it's a step in the right direction with the change in the product. Mm-hmm. Lashley, I'm not sure about. Lashley seems like one of those guys that would kind of end up being somebody to play the background until they needed him. Like a cane. Okay. Like, I, I wouldn't put him front and center. But when they're trying to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. they would use Bobby Lashley. Okay. Unless they keep the whole um, Hurt Business thing together. Because Hurt Business is edgy to me. Hurt Business is something that doesn't really need to change. They don't need a change. It's just sometimes their writing isn't that great. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, um, the thing right now, I don't like it. I don't like it. The thing that they're doing with Riddle for Bobby. and. No. The beef between uh, Cedric and Shelton. Mm-hmm. You just put them together. Why do you have them feuding already? At least give them a year down the line before you, you know, start seeing them have tension with one another. Yeah, I feel like it's too soon for them, mm-hmm. especially since they have enough guys in the group for everyone to hold a title. Yeah, it seems kind of unnecessary. 
And that would actually be perfect. I, um, I think that would that would that would bring back edginess a little bit because yeah. another thing that was edgy within the last twenty years, evolution was definitely edgy. Yeah. Because they kept you on the edge of your seat. They kept you tuned in. They did crazy stuff. Randy had that whole thing with Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. I think that would if you if they all had a title, that would be evolution vibes. Mm-hmm. So you you give MVP the U.S. title, you give Bob you give Bobby the world title, and Shelton and Cedric are your tag champs. Well, here's the thing for you. Like, I think Roman stays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Roman stays exactly where he is. Yeah, Ro- Roman's going to be one of those... He's going to be a John Cena. No matter how the product changes, he's there front and center. I don't know about Seth Rollins. Uh, No, if, if we're going off of that, then I think if the product was the flip, I think Ambrose would have never left. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think... Moxley I think still... Ambrose is kind of the epitome of what he was talking about. Yeah, well, that's that's why him and uh, him and Kevin are pretty much cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Rusev would have been another one too. I think Tommaso Ciampa becomes way more valuable. Yeah, Tommaso too, but you also got him. It's gonna be tough for him because of the. It's kind of like a Ray thing again. He's more tough than Ray. He's I don't more, think so. He's more street than Ray, but I think it's just you know I don't the, think the so. weight thing. I don't think so. I don't. You well, you know well, how they not are. Not looking, not looking from Vince McMahon. I was gonna say because you know how Vince is with the little guys. Yeah, not looking from Vince McMahon's eyes. I think purely on the concept of um, character, mm-hmm. because here's the thing: like you, like you said. Um, once they made characters more realistic mm-hmm. and they started moving into the PG reality era yeah um it lost its weight it got soft but the funny thing about it is the whole attitude era was based on being real mm-hmm. being who you are turned up 10 notches yeah so I don't think it's the concept of reality that's soft it's just um, I think it's just the direction they choose to go with things. Like, they choose to go in terrible directions, character-wise, off of real-life situations. But I feel like the characters, the reality characters that are naturally edgy, mm-hmm. the natural Car- uh, Kevin Owens, the natural uh, Tommaso Ciampa's become a lot more valuable because Tommaso has been that guy for forever mm-hmm. and I feel like it becomes a situation like uh, Taz and ECW oh, because yeah. Taz is never the biggest guy no no uh, but eh. the more and more yeah, real no, no. Taz got mm-hmm. the more ECW loved him yeah because Tommaso, Taz, Taz became that crazy mofo yeah. right I feel like it wouldn't be a Ray situation with Tommaso because Ray never talked a lot mm-hmm. Ray didn't have a lot of weight on character yeah, he basically just because had a man of mystery. That was it. Exactly. His better promos really have been the last few years. Yeah, I think his but yeah, his better promos aside from the Eddie aside from the Eddie stuff. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I feel like it's less of a fight because Tommaso is mostly character. Like his in ring is is great. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of what makes Tommaso it, based special his is character. his character. But that's also. I think it's going to have to be if Vince is not around and Vince is not doing anything that involves booking. Why is everything Vince's fault? 
Jesus, he should have left like 10 years ago. Why is Vince still running everything? Okay, well, we'll think about this. If if Taker and Vince start to book these things, right? If that becomes his right-hand man, because he's had a couple. He had Bischoff as a right-hand man on Raw. Mm-hmm. He had uh, Heyman for a while. Yeah. Do you think if him and Taker start to start that kind of hand-in-hand relationship that things go back to where they should be? I think it takes more than Taker. It's going to take more than just Taker at this point. He's probably going to need to sit down with a couple guys that were from that era, which was arguably the best era of wrestling, and see what they can do and see how how they should go about it. So you take Taker, Hunter, because Hunter's still in the business, Sean, Sean's still in the business, and then you find one other guy, one other guy from that era of wrestling. So I would say Jericho, but Jericho's AEW. Yeah. Um, Jericho's probably Jericho, the missing piece, though. Yes, see? because His mind is amazing. Because you literally, you have Sean, you got... You got all those guys, and then you got Jericho as... He's not the little guy in the equation, but he's the smallest of the bunch, and he had that edgy factor his entire career. His entire career. Self-made. Yeah, literally. He went from Young Lion all the way to Ayatollah of rock and roll. The dude dude was everything. So it's going to take a few guys, and I think those would be the key guys you got to group up and talk to. Because even Jericho now says the product WWE has is not good. Yeah, he's very vocal. And he was he was vocal about it before he even went to AEW. Yeah, and I think it's a big part of AEW creative. Yeah. Aside from the inner circle shit, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that uh, go on in there, uh, the reason you watch for me um, is because I think it has everything that Taker was talking about. Like, it's, it's, it's got edge to it. Mm-hmm. Not every show has to be fantastic. Yeah, but at least make it watchable. Yeah, but it, it, it feels like, at least with certain people, that you're watching something that's, uh, where is it feels, like, risky. Mm-hmm. Like... It's like when I was watching... Uh, when you and me were talking, and I, was wa- and I told you I was watching The Legends Night, and mm-hmm. I could not, for the life of me, sit there for three hours and watch that. I got up and I left. Because it was just so awful. Mm-hmm. I think I made it to where Randy Orton was. What was Randy doing? Um, I think Randy was picking on Mark Henry. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, and I was like, was "Really? Tough. This is what you're gonna do?" All right, I'm out. I'm, I went upstairs. I fell asleep. Uh, well, I feel like I don't know because I feel like it would help ratings. I feel like it would help them. Get back to where they want to be. Yeah, and and that is their um, that's their biggest enemy right now is the ratings. So to a degree, Taker's definitely right because when you feel when you feel uh, when, watching when, AEW, when you're watching guys like Eddie Kingston, when you're watching, um, even 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 I was gonna say even their lesser characters are still they you still want to watch them. Yeah, like for God's sakes, the Orange Cassidy character is. I was just about to say that. Is like something and you And he's he's comic relief. Yeah, and on paper, right? Yeah, on paper you think, what the hell this isn't going to get over. But it's still like cutting edge stuff. Yeah. Which is the weird thing about it. But it's it. like, like it low key. Like, it's like low key cutting edge. Yeah. You, you literally just throw the glasses on, you put your hands in your pockets and you do those like 
those little soft kicks. Yeah, it's so it's so out of the box that it's, it's so it's out of the logical. box that it fits in the box, which exactly. is which is a crazy thing. AEW is definitely whooping them in the ratings right now. So do you think? Do you think part of Taker's statement that it's soft is um, that is consistent? Because they've well, that had is, this, that that is consistently soft. That is consistent. Well, that is consistently soft. That is consistently um, some of the same stories. Some of the same yeah. uh, corny endings. Some of the same repeat matches. A- absolutely, because look at the feuds they've had in the last year. That that um. That um that Messiah and Mysterio feud went longer than it needed to. Yeah. It was good when it started. Yeah. Then they just realized, okay, we got something good. Let's see what we can do with it. And they did everything under the sun and drug it out longer than it needed to. Well, do you think do you think the issue is um do you think the issue is always writing or do you think the issue is It's not them, always do you think the issue is them not knowing what to do when they have something good? It's not always writing. I'm going to say majority of the time it is writing, and then other times it's the talent themselves. Mm-hmm. But then again, that just goes with the type of product that we're having and the character that you know, you're know you working with. It's a cause and effect kind of thing. Yeah, because um, it's not always writing. Because that character that... Um, God, a couple years ago, they were doing like this like new supermodel like gimmick for yes. uh, what, uh, Emma. Yeah. Yeah, it, she, she was going from Emma to Emmalina. Yeah. She did it for like a week and they dropped it. And then a couple years later, they take that same package mm-hmm. and they give it to Liv Morgan. Yeah. Liv Morgan ran with it for about like a month. Utterly failed. And it stopped. And then about a year later, literally a year later, we take the same thing we did with these last two and let's do it with Carmella. And now they're hoping it works with Carmella. It's literally the same thing recycled over and over. They, I think sometimes they just, they don't know what to do, so they just take something that didn't work mm-hmm. and they try it again with somebody else. Because they've done it with entrance music too. Like, um, That's true. When Randy was searching for his new song, mm-hmm. he got the um, uh, Fireburns, the CM Punk's the first CM song. Started, yeah. yeah, so he, he had that for about like two weeks. And then they gave him Voices. CM Punk's first song in the WWE was uh, Fire Burns. Mm-hmm. So they just recycle the same stuff and give it to other people. Until they find something that matches. Mm-hmm. And Punk had that for a while. Well, do you think there was... Okay, so... You said it's the recycling. Do you think that's what leads to them uh, just to bring it kind of back to the... Uh, not knowing what they have when they, when they have something good. Do you think them throwing stuff at the wall until it sticks and recycling the same stuff is what leads to them drawing out these um, special moments when they have something really good? Do you think that's what leads to them overdoing it until it's like, yeah, we don't want to watch anymore? Yeah, because, yeah, because... Because they finally found something new and now it's like... Yeah, because majority of the time, it's when they do that, they, they to, to them it's new. Yeah. To the fans, it's like you tried this. We've seen it already. Yeah. Like you might, like you might be going somewhere new with it in like two weeks, and there might be a slight difference, but other than that, it's the same concept. Yeah. Like there's really no difference. So how do you fix that then? Like when you when you get 
Um, like right now, the Roman thing is going great. Yeah. Um, but if the same thing happens with the Ray and Dominic Mysterio thing, where you get to a place where you have something really great, mm-hmm. and you build and you build and you build, and you kind of don't know where to take it. How do you stop that and give up the best thing you have going right now? You don't necessarily... Well, like, end it where it should end Mm -hmm. without the fear of, all right, now what do we got? Except for the same old shit. You don't necessarily end it. I mean, you end it, but you keep the character itself, like, the same. You keep the character the same, and you just you. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's it's tough, but again, I think that just comes with the writing, and I don't think Hollywood writing is the type of writing to do that. I think wrestling, like wrestlers booking stuff, mm-hmm. would be the best route to go for that because if anyone knows the business and knows how to go about it, it's gonna be a wrestler. All right. Well, let's tackle it from a different angle, right? Who mm-hmm. steps up to change that? Who should be the first person to say, like, he's right, this is how I can change it? As far as, like, writing? Is that someone from creative being like, listen, this is the best direction to go? Is it a wrestler or multiple wrestlers coming forth and being like, hey, I agree with Taker, this sucks? Paul. Paul? Paul. I think it's because Paul has a little... Paul doesn't have Hollywood experience, but Paul was a booker. Paul was a promoter. Paul was an owner. He's done everything. And he has his own businesses outside of wrestling. But Paul is wrestling now. Like, he's he's been in the business for 30-something years. Maybe, maybe longer as management. At least the 80s, probably dangerously. Yeah, see? So, Paul has been a part of every... Almost every big promotion... And been in every era in one capacity or another. Mm-hmm. He literally has friend. He's friends with the entire Samoan dynasty. Mm-hmm. So even if he's not in wrestling, he's still surrounded by it. Yeah, he's seen these kids grow up from little kids to grown ass men, and knows what they can do. So he can literally go, look at Jay. Jay is good. Let's put Jay in a main event. He can go to. I don't know, uh, Rikishi. Mm-hmm. He could take Rikishi's advice on stuff, somebody who's been around the business like that. Paul would be the perfect person. You get Paul, and plus Paul and Taker are relatively kind of with the same mindset as far as wrestling goes. Yeah. Like, they both have the same vision. It might be a little bit different, but all in all, the end goal is still the same. And their their product is the same. In a way. All right, so Paul comes forward. Mm-hmm. Because I like this. Okay, Paul talks to Taker. Paul takes the initiative. Mm-hmm. Taker's right. This is what we got to do. This is how we got to move. Yeah. Okay, who do, who do you call up? Who do you immediately send down? Who do I call up? I would call up from, from NXT. Tommaso. Because you have to make revolutionary changes now, right? Tommaso, Undisputed Era. Um, 
depending on what we could do as far as, you know, signing talent to NXT without completely draining NXT because that's still an end goal that has to compete with uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. And that that's still that's still something you got to do. So I would call up them, people like that. Uh, I'm sending down... I'd send down Cesaro. Yeah? I, I would send Cesaro to NXT. For that character development. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he don't have much time left, but he's a type of worker in the ring that can teach the younger guys what not to do, what to do, and how to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, do I send... I send Apollo back down. Thank you. I send Apollo back down. Yes. Um... I might get shit for this. I send Sammy back down. I would send Sammy back. Okay, down. I, send I don't think that's. I don't think that's. A good I, I send Sammy thing. back down. Um, honestly, if I could have it my way, I would cut Sammy altogether. But I send Sammy back down, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Because I feel like in this, I, in this era and in an edgy era, so, something something to keep you mad or make you mad, but just because of the edginess and part of edginess is you gotta have comedy I'm keeping truth I'm, I would keep our truth on the main roster you would keep our truth just because edginess needs some type of comedy somewhere edginess needs some type of comedy somewhere in there it doesn't have to be all the time and considering his age there's no point to send him to NXT unless you're gonna send him to NXT to help train the guys I would give him. I would keep him. Like he, he's obviously would, not going to be. World I would champion. give him. I would give him one shot at the world title though. Oh yeah, I, I wish he had a, at least a shot. As like, I think he's only had one. as like TNA Impact r Truth. Oh, Ron like Killings. Ron Killings. Oh fuck! Can we bring? Can we bring back Ron Killings? Please? That's my favorite r Truth, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a shoot pot on that one day. Well, too. no, that is my we're favorite. Have the R-Truth that is the best r Truth on one of these talks. That is the best R truth. The best R truth is hands down. Uh, uh, to me, K Quick wasn't bad. K Quick wasn't bad. But yeah, Ron the Truth Killings was definitely the best. Um, I the, feel the, like the best R truth. I feel like one good run, like he can do the comedy thing, and he can you know. But towards like the end, um, if he's finishing out his career there, I feel like you give him like one good. Like Ron, the Truth Killings run mm-hmm. after just some of the most like disrespectful, like somebody cut the most disrespectful promo in the world. You know him. who? You know who else I would bring in to help he with the product? Back art, like Ron, the Truth Killings. I just, I just thought of somebody who's in the business now. Yeah, I'd probably talk to Regal. Mm. I, I would, I think I would talk to Regal. Look at what he's doing with NXT. NXT's pretty yeah. good. Um, he, he's trained a lot of guys, him and Matt Bloom. Uh, shout out to Albert. Um, yeah, I think I would call Regal. Regal's been around for a long time. He's got that rough, tough attitude. He was never the greatest character. But he's another He's another one for me. From that era. Yeah. He's, he's, he's King Midas with that shit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the people that have become anything in wrestling have gone through Regal. Yeah, whether it's mentorship, it's or crazy. It's crazy the type of um, what the hell is it? The the um, 
it's crazy the learning tree that he has. Like how many branches have sprouted Regal, from that learning Regal tree. Real is responsible for a lot of people's success. Mm-hmm. Which is probably solely why he's manager and NXT. Yeah. Regal is very, very like Finn's another underrated. one too. Like as much as people like to talk shit on how much I like Finn, Finn's helped a lot of people in the business, but he's also learned from a lot of Regal. People. Yeah. Like he, he learned from Regal too. So yeah. Finn's taught a lot of people. He is he Regal is kind of at least in the States, mm-hmm. the face of, you know, UK mm-hmm. uh, strong style. He was the first like technical I would hard hitting. I would say for this is probably gonna throw off a lot of people who don't watch football. I would say he's probably the Andy Reid of the NF uh, or the Andy Reid of wrestling because of how many people have learned mm-hmm. from him. Like if you look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, mm-hmm. he has like I think I want to say five or six former assistants that are head coaches now, mm-hmm. and Regal has so many people that he's taught that have become world champions and. WWE or um, TNA or um, NWA, like he has so many people that he's taught. All right, so bringing it bringing it back, um, I'll give you my guys to pull up and send down. Okay. Right. Um, so I pull up Tommaso mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I pull up Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, separate from whatever brand the Hurt business is on. Yeah, naturally. Um, I think I send down. I definitely send down Apollo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have enough character to hang. I probably send down a uh, Lucha House Party too. I would send that. I would. Yeah. It, it sucks because yeah. you need tag teams, but I, I would send them down and try to and create a tag team. It's it's sad, but I would. I don't know because I would kind of disband them. Oh, just let them... I find Lucha House Party as a name to just be incredibly like, come on, <laughs> come on. But plus, you know, Lucha Bros, Lucha House Party, it's kind of, we got to, mm-hmm. you know, try your best to not seem like you're comparing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to break away from that in a sense. Um, but I, I would send down Apollo... I think I would send down. I might send down Xavier. What? Yes. Because. Huh. Biggie on his own is going to get a push, right? Yeah. I would like. Like, I've always expressed that Biggie could be great if he was serious. But I don't. And I feel like in an edgier time, that would definitely work for Biggie. Yeah. But I don't see where Xavier Woods fits into that. Xavier Woods has always been somewhat of a comedy act. I see. I would keep Woods just for the simple fact that I wouldn't know. Like if if the if the product got more edgier. Yeah. I think Kofi would get lost. Mm. Unless you somehow. Get rid of all the, you know, the colorful shit, the the pancake, the power of positivity. Mm-hmm. And you take him back to 2009 Kofi. When he was feuding with Randy, when he was just starting to get hot on his own. And, you know, taking the crowbar to the race car. Mm-hmm. If you can get back to that Kofi, then okay. And I, I remember that, but, but I feel like it's too easy to get Kofi over. So you could keep Kofi. 
Yeah, I don't necessarily but, know how many ways you could get Xavier to work writing wise in that kind of era. Like mm-hmm. if you do the whole New Day turning angle, um, maybe that works for Xavier. Mm-hmm. If the writing is like really it. Yeah. But I feel like if you do the opposite with Kofi, because you people like you and me significantly remember that Kofi, yeah. it's too easy. Like it just kind of writes itself. Yeah. I I, th- I think him going back to that Kofi isn't necessarily a bad thing. So Xavier going down makes a little more sense to me. Um I don't here's the thing, I don't know what to do with Shinsuke then. I'd keep him. Shinsuke doesn't have much time left. Shinsuke's in his 40s. So... Do you just kind of, like, middle of the road him until retirement? Yeah. I, I mean, I give him a shot because, you know, he's still, like... He's still Regal-esque, in a sense, with the strong style. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's a Regal that moves better. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, like like you said, middle of the road him until, until it's his time to go. Give him a couple more runs with a title, U.S. or I.C., Mm-hmm. All right, so let me let me throw some names at you. Okay. You tell me, um, up or down? Uh, it's from Taker's perspective. Mm-hmm. Is he the soft? Is he one of the soft guys? Okay. Or is he one of the edgy guys? Gotcha. Miss. Um. Miz is borderline. Miz is borderline? Miz is borderline because, you know, he's he's soft in the sense of, like, he's a reality star and he will always be a reality star. But he's edgy because he can cut a fucking promo. Like, if, if you give that, if you piss him off... And Sometimes you, the Miz is very, very good. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Like, he's, he, he's borderline. I'll slightly give him edgy just because if... If he works right, his promos are freaking phenomenal. I I would keep him in that era because I feel like he's one of those guys that are very much reminding me of Chris Jericho. Yeah, I mean... And it's not because he's probably going to end up being um, breaking Jericho's record for most under I, I was going to say, yeah, because he is going to be the Jericho. And he's going to be the new Jericho, but because... Which is great for him, but... Yeah, he, but because there's some he, moments like Jericho, not to keep doing that, but there's some moments where he's just really, really good. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's other times where Miz is just mostly forgettable. Yeah. But when it's like time for you to pay attention to the Miz, You're paying he gets really good really fast. Yeah. Miz, remi- Miz is like a good utility player. Like he's the guy who just, uh, like a designated hitter. Yeah. Like he doesn't play the field. You don't need him to play defense for you. You don't need him to pitch. But when it's his turn to go up there and step in the batter's box, he's going to get you a hit or a double or a home run. Mm-hmm. So Like the stuff with John. Yeah. The stuff with uh, Shane. Daniel Bryan, the stuff with um the stuff with Dolph, mm-hmm. like when it's time for Miz to like really be Miz, it's yeah. it's, amazing. it's like that promo he cut on talking smack. When he needs to talk, he's gonna talk, and it's gonna be great. I don't know. So I, I would keep him. I I feel like I I feel I say Miz though because I feel like Miz is somebody you watch and you see it soft, mm-hmm. kind of like Daniel Bryan's angle on it. Yeah, but. In reality, he could be one of the edgy ones. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so Miz, borderline, um, Ricochet, soft. Yeah. Easily. That, easily. Easily. That was probably one of the easiest ones you given me. Okay, so okay, so, so it's, then, it, but it's not even it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he's soft. It it's just to a degree it's not his fault, but it's just the style and the writing and the character. Like you, for God's sakes, they buried that character before it even had a chance to get off the ground. Which is ironic because he spends most of his time in the air. Uh, uh, retribution. Could have been edgy. Then it was soft. It was it was edgy for about three weeks. AJ Styles. Edgy. For, borderline, but edgy. Yeah, like he kind of he's kind of yeah. playing the field. He, he he's playing the field. Yeah, like he he there's certain times that there's that his stuff is soft, but there's certain times that it's not. And again, I think that's just I think that's AJ going with the times. Yeah, because TNA AJ was edgy. As the product changed over time, you know, he had a soft period. Yeah, I think right now he's in his soft period. Yeah, because New Japan AJ was edgy. Yeah. Ring of Honor edgy. Now this is his soft. I think at this point, he's all about helping talent and earning his money before he goes. I hate that. I know. I know it's something you hate to hear, but I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Kevin. Edgy, probably the most edgy person they have right now on, on the main roster, aside from I want to say Roman. I mean, I agree with you, but sometimes it just feels like a softball. Yeah, well, again, I think that's the writing. I, I think he's. I think he goes through the same dilemma that Punk went through. Yeah. Like I'm the guy. I need to be the guy, or I need to be relatively within that group of yeah. the guys. You you get why I throw these names out though, like they're all they all can be either or. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of. Uh, utility. Yeah. Because Kevin is probably, like I agree with you, he's probably one of the most edgiest guys there, but mm-hmm. he he gets thrown at a lot of people as the softball, like an easy hit. Like, yeah. Like, he's the overhand toss. You're mm-hmm. easily knocking this guy out. But I, I, again, I think that just comes with the writing. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we said we agree with Taker. Mm-hmm. We talked about what to do, what to change. Yeah, what people to bring in. What people who to, to talk in, to, who, who to, to take down, up. who to send up. Um, I'm trying to think of any other angles before we wrap this up. Do you have any other way you want to attack this? I just feel like it was a valid thing to talk about because I feel like he shared a lot of opinions and it was finally coming from somebody that was of value to say it. No, I I really don't have anything else to say. I believe Taker hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's guys that have said that the product is either soft or is going to become soft. Mm-hmm. Case in point being Simon Dean. Mm. And nobody's going to listen to what the hell Simon Dean says. Right. Like, like we're not going to listen to Nova. But if Taker is saying the same thing Nova's saying... You're going to listen. Like, oh, okay, this is Taker. This is, you know, Godfather. Let's, let's listen to him. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody gonna listen to little Simon Dean. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all it's all in per, it's all perspective, I guess, or perception. Mm-hmm. But Taker's right. I am a hundred percent confident Taker's right. All right, so we'll probably talk about this in another shoot pod, but mm-hmm. um, because I want I feel like that's one we could do for another shoot pod, um, and some Q and A. John Cena had said that um he's probably the last guy to be the face of the company, and he believes that there's probably gonna be a super team. We'll get, we'll have another pod about it because I feel like uh, yeah we gotta talk I feel about like that in one. One retrospect, it's a very interesting concept. It it is an interesting concept, um, but we're we're gonna need to talk about yeah, that. It'll, on it'll be another pod, but just to wrap this up, coupling Taker's opinion with John's opinion, do you think? If they if they take Taker's comments mm-hmm. and move on an incentive that they can center it around one guy, or do you think it would have to be um, a super team, as John called it, of people to kind of lead that change? I mean, it's always going to be tough to center something around one guy. I think it can be done with someone that you have in this current product, but it, it's going to be very tough. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna need to be multiple, but uh, if they do it the right way, it can be one guy. I mean, it won't be a, it won't be one guy for a long period of time, like how how long Cena was the face, mm-hmm. but it can it can happen. It, it it'll it'll probably be like a good five six year, maybe seven years. Mm. Like they couldn't replicate a Stone Cold. Oh no, yeah, they they definitely couldn't replicate that. But they could come up with like a group of people that could carry that kind of velocity yeah yeah that, that take no prisoners arrive raise hell that's mm-hmm. all I'm here to do mm-hmm. it could happen alright well that's all I got alright I feel like we we went that was a shot out on this yeah that was a shot out of left field but I liked it that was that was a pretty good uh, pretty interesting topic yeah some days we just gotta freestyle it yeah I liked how that went uh, before we jump off here you got anything you wanna say um. No, it it felt good, and we we're probably gonna do a couple more of these. Cause yeah, I, I we like we definitely gotta do a couple more of these for sure. Um. Nothing besides thanking the people for listening. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys. Uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. So we just love doing it. Um, and that's pretty much all I got to say too. So Stevie, why don't you take us home? Oh, I, I take us home. Yep, you can take us home I this never time. take us home. I yep, like, take us home. I feel like Billy Gunn. I'm in a joyous mood right now. Go ahead. Um, all right. No, no, no. You, you, you just say testify. That's oh. it. <laughs> all right, now go ahead. Take us home, brother. All right. Well, uh, as always, stay blessed and uh, stay, stay dangerous. dangerous.